Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. It's easy to let our relationship turn into one of just being roommates. In fact, our infatuation hormones only last for about two years on average. Tune in to learn how to keep the passion alive so that you and your partner can stay fulfilled. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here talking about passion tonight. A lot of you have reached out to me asking questions like, how do I keep things going with this guy that I just started dating, even though now we can't see each other for a while? Or, you know, I'm all together with my partner for weeks and weeks on end, and we're both just wearing sweatpants all the time, and it feels like now they're my roommate. Or some of you who just started dating are curious, well, who's supposed to bring this up? Like, how do I bring up this sort of conversation around intimacy and pleasure and desire? And so we're going to dive into that tonight because this is actually a really important part of relationship. Yes, we want companionship and we want healthy communication and strong values. All of those are really important for creating safety so that we can feel fully expressed in our sensuality. But if we forget about this part of our relationship, it will go south. I was in a marriage for five years in my 20s where we really didn't have a lot of intimacy for a few different reasons, but I don't want that to happen for anyone because this is such an important part of who we are as a person, of creating our desires in the world, of manifesting, and of just feeling good, which is great for our immune system, actually. Pleasure is a really healthy part of our immune system. So the biggest thing is to make sure that we still have differences from our partner. If we've merged with our partner, with our schedules, with our hearts, with our emotions, with all these parts of our life, there's not very much difference. There's not very much polarity. So it doesn't matter what your gender is or what your sexual orientation is. We want to have polarity in order to create passion. When you first meet someone, that happens really easily. You don't know anything really about them. You feel all of these chemicals in your body, these hormones, and that lasts for about 18 months. And it's really delicious. That's the honeymoon period. Sometimes it lasts up to two or three years. But after that, it takes practice. And even when you are in the early stages of relationship, I believe it still takes practice. It can be very fun and pleasurable practice, but it still takes intention to light and ignite this part of a relationship and do it in a way that feels good for you. Some of you might be waiting for marriage in order to have physical intimacy. Some of you would do that on the first date. You know, it's, this is not about like when it happens. This is just about how to keep the fires burning bright. So the foundation is to make sure that you still have differences. And that means to still have independence. So having your own pursuits and hobbies and reading different articles than your partner or reading different books or talking to your girlfriends or having a different hobby or an activity. A lot of times people think, well, I should find someone who has the exact same interests. And Possibly, but it's really exciting when you have different interests and you can bring things to the table. So first I want to talk about if you're virtually dating and what that might feel like or look like to keep the passion alive during this, during this time. 
So I know someone had written in saying, I just met some, or I'm reconnecting with someone from the past. We haven't even kissed, but we've been talking about our desire. That's the beautiful thing about FaceTime and Zoom is that since we don't have the risk of being rejected in person, a lot of times people are being much more vulnerable. And I hope that stays after all of this is done, that we still feel really expressive with our truth and our emotions and our, and our desires. So that's a really good thing. And if you're doing things virtually, you might want to focus on how can I really express my desire in a way that's both verbal and nonverbal. So sexting or, you know, wearing something pretty sexy when you show up to the video call or even touch. You know, I was just sharing in my sacred sexuality program that there's touch that claims that's like owning, like really holding your breasts. Or there's touch that um, that highlights, you know. So a touch that highlights would be like going like this, you know, re- running your fingers down the middle or around the sides of your curves, or touching your hair like this. And touch that claims would be just grabbing yourself. And so you can experiment with touch when you're on video with your partner, or even when you're on the phone with them, like feeling your own sexiness, feeling your own touch. If you're doing video chats, you could be, you know, in a place in your house that doesn't look very beautiful, or you could really set the scene. And this is where it's important to know what turns you on. If it turns you on to have a really beautiful rug and candles lit and to be wearing something sexy and it really ignites your five senses, then go for it. If it really turns you on to be sexting and talking about your fantasies with your person that you're dating, then go for that. You know, better understanding your turn on is the key to all of this because it's actually your responsibility. We think it's our partner's responsibility to turn us on because they did really turn us on when we first met them. But even then, it's still our opportunity to really know what feels good to us, what we want, how we can spice things up. And it changes over time. So it's a huge myth that men have a higher libido than women do. Our libidos might be mismatched sometimes in terms of age. The the male level of libido tends to peak in the late teens, like 18 to 20. For women, it's more like mid-30s. And so the timelines might be different. But I know at certain times I've had a way higher libido than Jason. And at certain times he's had a way higher libido. So don't box yourself in thinking, well, the guy's the one who's supposed to be wanting sex. And so I can't talk about it or I can't bring it up. Like women are totally empowered to talk about their desires. And you can just ask things like, what turns you on? What are you passionate about? Um, How do you like to be touched? When do you feel the most relaxed? When do you feel the most energized? Just get really curious about the person that you're dating. And all of this goes for if you're in relationship too. Get curious about them and ask them questions that tell you more about who they are, what turns them on, what they like. And if they don't know what they like, then it's a really fun opportunity for you both to explore together. And just because you're not in the same room doesn't mean that you both can't bring a few ice cubes to your video call and run them along your skin and talk about what that feels like or fantasize about role play or what you would do together if you were together right now or talk about, you know, your your highlight of like your best sexual experience that you've ever had. I mean, you have to be a little mindful of that because you don't want the other person to maybe feel like they have to measure up to that or something. But there's a huge 
opening where you get to just share about who you are, what turns you on and what you're excited about exploring with a partner. Maybe there's something you've always wanted to do, but you haven't had a chance to in your past relationships and you'd like to explore that now. Or maybe there's something that's really important to you about your sacred sexual connection that you want to talk about with your partner and you might feel a little shame about that you can feel healing about if you bring it up with them now. So this is really a beautiful time to do that. Now, if you're living with your partner and you still want to have this passion and this turn on, again, it still is a practice. Your pleasure is a practice, a very fun one, but you want to stay connected to that. If I'm not doing my pleasure practices, then I'm operating mainly from my heart up and I'm not really connecting to my body. And you have sex in a body, you know, it happens in a physical form. So connecting to our body, not just by like working out or going for a run, although that can feel really sexy too, and get the endorphins going, but really knowing the touch that pleases you and the ideas that please you and the situations that please you. And if you're someone who's really visual and you get turned on visually, but your partner is wearing their pajamas all day, maybe it's up to you to take some initiative and say, Hey, tonight, we're going to do a formal dinner and we're going to dress up and get ready just like we were going on a really hot date. And maybe you wear lingerie afterwards or you take a selfie of yourself in lingerie earlier in the day and text it to your partner, even if they're in the same house and say, this is what we're doing later tonight. You know, there's there's a lot of power that you can still have and and experiences you can create just within your own home or ask your partner to pick out lingerie for you. I have a a private client whose partner was helping her pick out lingerie and he's like, I'm going to order something for you. So there's a lot of ways to keep it really spicy and really interesting, but we need to be able to open the dialogue and we need to be able to know what we like and what turns us on. And we need to commit to it. We need to make it a practice, make it something that's important. And the benefits are huge. And I've talked about those before. Like when you're really in your sexuality, you're more creative, you're more confident, you're more uh, magnetic and turned on and alive and a lot more productive than when we're just following our to-do list. Yeah. I also just wanted to say that if you're living together right now and you feel like you're losing things through the honeymoon phase, it'd be, be conscious of if you're always bringing your work energy into the conversation. A lot of times we're excited about our work. And so we come to our relationship talking about our work, but that can get old really quickly because then it feels like we're talking to a colleague or a peer. So have sacred space and time in your relationship where there's no work and ideally no phones. And you can bring that up with your partner. Like, Hey, I have a request. Let's have, you know, two hours tonight without any work, without any phones. Or you can also be a bit more dramatic, you know, maybe wear lingerie when you're cooking and say, this is what I had in mind for tonight. One thing you might be realizing as I'm talking is that it's vulnerable. It's vulnerable to put yourself out there sexually for your partner, but you can't expect them to pursue you because it's vulnerable for them to pursue you too. Now, this isn't just masculine and feminine energy, but in any given time, there might be one person who's more into sex at that moment than the other person is. And that person has the opportunity to pursue or to, in, to invite someone in, like wearing lingerie as you're cooking dinner or telling your partner, you know, I want you, I want to be with you tonight. Um, lighting candles, talking about your fantasies. Um, there's a few other things that I wrote down, but the main thing is creating that sacred space physically. You might even have a room like, okay, in the bedroom, no phones, only us, 
or in the shower. Maybe you have kids and you can't really sequester the bedroom for that, but maybe you can do that in the shower. You can pick a, a space in your house that is just the sexy space or pick a time in the day, like 11 p.m. or something. That's the sexy time where you know you're going to be in that space. But you or your partner can be bringing energy, like vitality and body language and dress up, or you can also be bringing structure like plans. What are we going to do to one another when we finally do see each other? Or we've been seeing each other all day. Like how can we break that pattern? How can we go on a sexual adventure just within our home, just within uh, the situation that we find ourselves in? Or how can we go online and, and look at toys or lingerie and get excited together and maybe order a few things? How can we share our hearts and create that emotional connection? And sometimes that can be a really big turn on for people. If you are wanting even more tools and support, because this is a practice, this is a part of your life that you want to cultivate, not just assume it's going to go well, then Jason, my partner and I are going to be doing a free Zoom call this Sunday. And it's at 6 p.m. Pacific this Sunday. If you go to violetling.com forward slash couples, we'll be sharing a lot of tips and tools to cultivate polarity, to cultivate difference and to keep the passion going and keep the intimacy really hot. But hopefully you've been sparked with some ideas in our conversation tonight. And I'm sending you lots of love and passion and I will talk with you soon. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love because better relationships mean more power, more creativity and a better planet. I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness and it starts with you please subscribe to my show and leave a review.